BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. We'll do it live. Fuck it. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, July 26, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 555 of the Biden-Harris administration, 101 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram, TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. You can follow Buzz on Twitter, at Michael J. Elston, link in the description. And, of course, there he is sitting right over there. No, no, no. You've no. said it all. Good no, day. No, no. Right. M- monkey, monkey pox testing is next door. Y- yeah, next door over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, someone there for a monkey pox test? Some, someone needed directions. Okay, good. I'm, well, nothing, I'm glad I'm you're there helpful. to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we got to the studio really early this morning, but Josh Holly was already here. <laughs> Ran Man. the whole way. Yeah, he's so fast. <laughs> uh, do, do you do you follow the news, Bob? I do. Uh, I try to at least. I don't know if you caught this. the uh, The World Health Organization has just declared its latest global emergency: Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, worse than COVID. Uh, 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 President Biden this week came very close to declaring a climate emergency. Actually, last week he was going to declare a climate emergency mm-hmm. uh, due to global warming. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it was just a slight fever. <laughs> Biden Biden got COVID, mild, fortunately. Yeah. Uh, he says he's better now. Uh, White House doctors, though, say his immune system may have been weakened by the news media. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump uh, is apparently planning to announce the start of his 2024 campaign this fall. Uh, he's not running for president. He's running from prison. <laughs> he better run faster. Uh, and they're they're redesigning Facebook this week uh, to make it, they say, to make it look more like TikTok. God damn like it. Thursday, it'll start looking like TikTok. Mm-hmm. A company spokesman says it's all part of an effort to chase off the old people. <laughs> Ah, well, what are they doing? That's their core audience now. It should work. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, and I know it. you've been through this. Uh, it's been so hot over much of the country. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? Uh, Bob, it's so hot, Steve Bannon's down to just two shirts. <laughs> it's so hot, the Secret Service is deleting the weather. <laughs> it's so hot, Josh Hawley was spotted walking. <laughs> The Bob Seska Show. Yeah. I can't stop this feeling about the GOP that they just don't realize it's not 18. 
63 when we're voting on a Tuesday night they let you know that you have no rights I know they're hooked on their stealing they're high on their cheating and statues of Robert E. Lee lips that smell Left of Stephanie's box wine. Talking on Fox News at night, they want you scared. If you're old and wine, I know they're hooked on their stealing. They sure like deceiving. They don't like democracy. If that doesn't make you want to vote. <laughs> Sometimes I think your premature applause is like, okay, we've had enough now, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, did I play him off? I didn't mean to do that. I thought we, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I have it, no it, idea. It felt right. Yeah, sorry. It did, it did, it Sorry. Did. Yeah, the great Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter. He's uh, driving across the country in his RV. That's a recreational uh, yes. vehicle, and the shitter's and, full. And, and, and mobile studio. <laughs> yes, and, we saw pictures of his mobile studio. If I were to do that the last thing i would stock that thing with is a mobile studio get me the <laughs> as far away from recording shit as possible oh well as God. mike said he, he wants to be available should anyone fall down some stairs so <laughs> I, I, I think that might have been a reference to me i live at a single level mike it ain't gonna happen <laughs> all right well hey speaking of you Congratulations, you and Marsha celebrating your 47th wedding anniversary today. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that, that true. Is, I mean, it's difficult to define how much of a miracle that is. And I mean, that's not a comment <laughs> yeah. on your... Especially especially with me as part of the equation, yes. <laughs> well, no, just in no. general, a know, marriage that lasts 47 years... And in radio, no less. Yeah, that is yeah. A, an incredible feat for, for both of you. And I'm not well, surprised. I, I'm not surprised at all, of course. I've, I've tried to make it as difficult as possible, but it, in spite of that, <laughs> we succeeded. And, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It really is. And thank you for the kind words. 47 years. I mean, that's like yeah. uh, four Almost years less than I've been walking around on the planet. I, I know. I was thinking about the age of our listeners and thinking, well, you know. <laughs> Yeah. They were they were born the day uh, we got married. Well, uh, something happened this past Thursday, of course, and that was the 1-6 committee hearings uh, oh, that occurred after we were done with Thursday's show. So we, right. we talked about it. We previewed it a little bit on Thursday's show. Then Kimberly and I went over some of the things on Friday's after party. But since right. that is an exclusive show for our Patreon subscribers, $10 a month for the after party, patreon.com slash Bob Seska show, uh, I figure we'd talk about this again. We'd cover some of this territory again. Sure. because. It was the season finale. I think that's what everyone's referring to it as. Uh, yeah, of season one. Season, season two one. coming this yeah. fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> season two is coming, and we're looking forward to season two, I guess, uh, what, in September? The uh, Yes, yes, September. Yeah. And and uh, the committee's made clear that they're going to stay busy in the meantime. This isn't. They won't be goofing off in August. Uh, yeah. They are uh, already and still continuing their work, even since last Thursday night. Yeah, I suspect we'll hear about the Secret Service, mm. and I hope between now and then, 
then they're working on getting copies of those text messages. I, I was oh, saying they last are. week. They are. I yeah. understand they found 10 people uh, in the Secret Service who have those texts still. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a, a very high likelihood we will see them. At least one of them was in the SUV yeah. right. with Trump. And that was one of the ones Bobby Engel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. Over the weekend, it, uh, the committee sent out uh, uh, Adam Kinziger and Liz Cheney to, to the Sunday morning talk shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, they said some remarkable things uh, as, as they were as these Republican lawmakers were made the voice of the committee's work. And uh, Liz Cheney previewed that, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about Jenny Thomas, if not to her. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, Adam Kinziger uh, promising that there would be a lot more. Uh, and, uh, you know, so they're... They're very confident, and uh, I know they're going to have more more stuff for us. And there's more stuff to be had, including uh, not only the Secret Service, but what uh, Republican members of Congress did to help facilitate that violent attack on our Capitol. Maybe season two will top season one. That's what I'm I, I, hoping. I kind of look at it as like the split final season of Breaking Bad of uh, Better Call Saul. <laughs> right, uh, that's right. how I think of it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh shit. You know what? I'm no, not going to mention what? it. I, I almost mentioned a spoiler from last yeah, night's no spoilers, new episodes of Better Call Saul. I haven't seen it. I was up late studying for this show, so uh, no, we can't discuss it yet. You were up late studying for the show. Yeah, I have uh, a little, I have a candle uh, and, uh, like, and a quill. Like, like Bob Cratchit with the yes, fingerless yeah. gloves hovering right. over the one candle. Yeah, staying warm. But stating the obvious, Trump knew, and this is one of the big takeaways from mm -hmm. Thursday night, Trump knew that if the insurrections were successful, he would personally benefit from that. And right. that's why he did nothing. I think it's entirely important to state the obvious, which is that Trump wanted those insurrectionists to succeed because he knew coming out the other side that it would benefit him. And he knew they were armed and he yeah. sent them to the Capitol. Yeah. The reason why he refused mm. to stop them and it took him What's the number of minutes? 187 minutes, Correct. something like that, yes. before he did his first set mm -hmm. of remarks. And that video was almost nothing that did nothing. He waited that long because he was waiting and hoping for success. He yes. was hoping that they would open up a channel so that he could eventually walk down there and or drive down there, as the case may be and walk into the House chamber and declare himself president for life or emperor or whatever the fuck he was going to do. Right. And that's why he didn't do a damn thing about it, because he was open right. to any it's, opportunity re to retain his power. It's the motivation for his action and the motivation for his inaction. Yeah. It's the motivation for him knowing that those people were armed and sending them to the Capitol, uh, falsely telling them that he would be going with them, mm -hmm. despite what his intentions may have been. Yeah. And uh, and then it, it also addresses what you were just talking about, which is why he did nothing to stop it. Mm -hmm. uh, for the, uh, both both for the same reasons. Uh, to just on the, and and here's a guy who's down to his last strands of hope. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he's he's blown everything he's tried. All the, the lawsuits failed. Uh, everything else has failed. Uh, th this violence is his last hope. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, he's going to encourage it to happen. He's going to allow it to happen. He did, in fact, do those things. And he must uh, answer for it. And we also saw on display Thursday night the reality that Donald Trump doesn't condemn his supporters. The broader Republican no. Party doesn't condemn their most horrendous supporters. The, no. The 
racist. Well, I mean, yeah. racism is so prevalent in the entire movement, it's hard to distinguish the racist from the regulars. They're right. all racist to some extent. But I'm talking about the really extreme Nazis and, and uh, neo-Confederates and the white supremacists. I mean, the hardcore, Damn. you know, the Jews will not replace us kind of guys. They'll never condemn those guys. Trump will never condemn those guys because they all realize that they can't win elections without those guys. And DeSantis realizes that, too. Yeah. Uh, demonstrators not far from where I live in downtown Tampa, marching outside a Republican conference with uh, Nazi flags and SS flags uh, and uh, also Ron DeSantis flags. Oh, and Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, <laughs> has said nothing, nothing, nothing to repudiate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's why I posted on Twitter yesterday that uh, Ron DeSantis may or may not be a Nazi, but the Nazis think he is. <laughs> that's the important thing. Right. It's like not every Republican is a racist, but all racists are Republicans. I think right, that's yeah. how the uh, ditty goes on that one. But Credit to Bill Maher back when he was saying. Oh, yeah. Is that a Bill yeah. Maher thing? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where is. that came from. Exactly. Used with caution. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, and as far as DeSantis goes, I just wanted to throw this in here. I, I mean, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about 2024 because I still think that 2022 is more important and a greater focus oh, on is. state and local elections, etc. Absolutely. There will be no 2024 without 2022. <laughs> yeah, well said. But with Ron DeSantis, I think people are overestimating his chances for 24. I, this I is hope a you're guy, right. I mean, remember, great. he barely won Florida. I mean, yes, they had did. to do it. How many recounts did they go through to determine the winner of that race? I, I don't know. A couple. It was very, very close. And, uh, you know, he's he's ready to run again, but uh, without the support. I mean, a good number of the gazillion people in Florida who died from COVID were were DeSantis voters. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's without that base now. He's without that chunk of the base, not to mention just generally pissing people off. Well, Kimberly and I have been debating this ongoing for the past couple of weeks, just during our off-air shows. We do entire shows in the evenings that we <laughs> don't sure. even record, which is weird. But we sit on the couch and we end up in these discussions, and she's really big on the idea that DeSantis is going to be the guy for the Republican. Republicans in, in 24. And I I don't what? intensely disagree with her. I just think it's way too early to know. And one of the reasons or one of the examples I cite to back up my point of view is the Fred Thompson gambit. You remember Fred Thompson, actor, senator? He was going to be the next Reagan he was folksy and kind of tough. Right. You know, he's got that Hollywood swagger, kind of playing tough guys in movies and shit like that, private investigators and things. And everyone was talking about, well, Fred Thompson could be our next Ronald Reagan. So let's get Fred Thompson in there. And as soon as Fred Thompson ran, the noise that it made was this. It was, that was representative of the yeah. Fred Thompson campaign because he disappointed everybody. They're like, oh, that's Fred Thompson? Ah, shit. So yeah. there's a possibility, and the <laughs> sure point I'm getting is. at here is that Ron DeSantis could step up onto that first debate stage and stink up the joint. I mean, he's not like this charismatic guy who can really charge right. up uh, a far-right red hat movement the way you know previous uh, you know red hat leaders have uh, certainly donald trump he's not going to he's not going to have the same uh, power over the audience over his sucker no. fan boys that donald a, he's trump he's a smirking has. frat boy <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I just think he's a big nothing. He's a big, uh, I mean, he's got some legislative achievements only because he's got a pliable uh, state legislature down there. <laughs> but Boy, does he ever. Yeah. They put together a redistricting map that favored Republicans. DeSantis didn't think it favored them enough, and so right. he vetoed it, drew his own plan, and sent it back to them, and then they approved it. Yeah, it, it couldn't be easier for Ron DeSantis right. to govern. He's got, we talk about a guy with training wheels on his bike, he's got training wheels on his bike. And I, I just think he's overrated at this point. So I, I understand, yeah, I understand, but it, numerically right now, he does have the lead, and uh, there, there is reason because, because he isn't Trump. I mean, he gets yeah. points for that. Mm -hmm. uh, he's definitely a, a serious threat at this point. But as you said, right now the focus should be on 2022. So uh, let's see what else from Thursday night. It was a, a bad day for Eric Hirschman, I thought. <laughs> uh, the way that sequence was set up where they were talking about yes. Donald Trump's former Rose Garden. I, I don't even know what to call it anymore. It's, it used to be called the Rose Garden, you know, when they had roses in there before. It's still called that, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know why. It's the Eastern European cement foliage bunker or whatever the fuck Melania turned it into. It's just a, a, an eyesore in the right. White House lawn. And uh, Donald Trump went out there and did that infamous address during the insurrection about 4.30 in the afternoon, Eastern time. And then Eric Hirschman said, you know what? We were all exhausted, so we went home. And there's that picture of Donald Trump going back into the residence. Again, it was 4.30 in the afternoon when there were still violence happening on Capitol Hill. And that was what made Eric Hirschman and, let's say more broadly, the entire White House staff, including Donald Trump, seem completely out of touch. Like, oh, yeah, we were exhausted, and, you know, things were kind of over. Right. Cut to wow. shot of more violence happening up on the hill. Right, at the same exact moment. Yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah that, the, they're, they're damned because of what they didn't do. Yeah. Uh, Hirschman, uh, the other White House lawyer, the, the other members of the White House staff, who tried to stop this as best they could considering mm -hmm. the guy they were dealing with, but they, they didn't do enough. Uh, they, they waited really until it was too late. Yeah. I, and we appreciate them coming forward, and, of course, the law requires that they answer under oath truthfully. Mm -hmm. uh, but but uh, So we appreciate whatever cooperation, be it forced or, or voluntary, yeah. uh, but, but that doesn't fix what they didn't do when they should have. And then there's the, I don't know, America's Funniest Videos clip of right. Josh Hawley fist pumping outside when he's in front of the insurrectionists. And then as soon as he gets inside, just tears off down the hall. That was Josh Hawley running. And, people, uh, who had a lot, people who had a lot of fun with that. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, but it, it really goes to who he is. And the committee did that, I think, for the purpose of humiliating him, of minimizing these people, and that's a good move. Yeah, well, it actually also illustrates how they understood, even the people who were fist-pumping before the entire crowd of insurrectionists, right. knew how dangerous they were. And I right. think that was the statement they were making. Obviously, this was partly like, oh, look at the hypocrite, the guy fist-pumping outside mm -hmm. yes. and then and running, running away inside. as soon as he gets a chance. But at the same time, it really was a way to underscore the fact that Republican leadership, some of the A-listers, knew how dangerous that could be. And in the wake of all of that, I mean, Josh Hawley, here's the other statement. Josh Hawley voted against the electoral count later that yes. night. 
Yes. So in view of the insurrectionists, he's fist pumping. Behind closed doors, he's tearing away like a cartoon character. Right. Just running down the hall. And then when it's time to vote, then Mm -hmm. he votes with the president to overturn the results of the Electoral College. And this is the exciting thing about the upcoming uh, January 6th hearings. Uh, By the way, that will be closer to the election. I just want to remind everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, And could be valuable in that regard, although I know a lot of Trump supporters are not watching. Uh, The word will get out. Uh, The word will get around. It will be Mm -hmm. unavoidable for them. They will hear about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And and, uh, the fact that the, the, the hearings this fall will also focus on uh, Republican lawmakers who were part of this mm-hmm. uh, is very encouraging. And we're going to see, we may see a lot of running at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love the timing of a lot of these things. Normally, yes. and in past election cycles, certainly around midterm election cycles, sometimes the Democrats have a tendency to use their like top shelf material way too early. There was shit that went down um, in uh, way too early in 2018. Right. Obviously, it didn't necessarily impact the d- Democrats' chances because they were able to win back the House. But some of the ammunition that they could have used, some of the political ammunition, earlier in the year would have been better served later in the year. So now, you know- as opposed to that, we've got these hearings butting up right into the actual the time in which people are voting early yes, and absentee yes, and yes. so on. And then you yeah. also have a series of uh, of laws that may get passed. I think there's three yes. separate pieces of legislation yes, that correct. could be huge wins for Joe Biden. We'll get to that yes. in a little bit. But Oh, good. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. But the timing of all of this is, I is think, really better. well done. Yeah, we haven't past, seen this in the past. But. Up to this point, at least, and maybe still, the Democrats make the mistake of, and I'm sorry to put it this way, but it, honestly, it's true. The Democrats' mistake has been overestimating the intelligence of the American public. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, to remember. Uh, uh, they, they haven't been interested in data. Mm-hmm. You can't tell them things too early, as yeah. Bob was just saying. You you know, explain it to them like they're 10, yeah. because many of them are either emotionally or educationally, and that's a terrible thing to say about your fellow countrymen, but it's true. Yeah, with a fire hose of news, the American people's natural tendency toward amnesia or short-term memories, it right. gets even worse because there are so many things, so many things bombarding people who follow politics on a regular basis that you have to really front load everything into that I don't know, four or five months right up to the election, as close to the election as humanly possible without seeming right. too obvious about it. And it seems right. like that's exactly what they're doing. Try to try to get your October surprise out of the way early, earlier <laughs> yeah, in October, yeah. maybe, yeah. But uh, back to Josh Hawley, I'm sure yes. you've noticed the entire Red Hat Entertainment Complex whining and crying and pissing in their big boy pants mm-hmm. over the fact that they played those two clips of Josh Hawley. Uh, I know Hugh Hewitt was bitching about this. They're all talking about, well, there's, and oh, Mark Levin was somehow accusing that of being unconstitutional. Like it was completely a violation of separation of powers. It's not fair. They're snowflakes, Bob. They're snowflakes, yeah. every damn one of them. It's really sad. Sad. It is. It's so sad. It's so sad how they emphasized Josh Hawley's hypocrisy in supporting the insurrectionists in front of them and then running like a screaming whiny diaper baby as soon as the uh, so, 
as soon as they're out of eye shot, right? And here's what I think is happening with Fox News right now. They're continuing to support these jokers. They're <laughs> going to continue to support uh, Republican lawmakers yeah. as they transition their support from Donald Trump to Ron DeSantis. We're uh -huh. already seeing signs of that on Fox and elsewhere uh, where uh, Republican support is shifting now. Oh, we, we don't have to mess with that. The, the guy's got too much baggage, this yeah. Trump guy. Yeah. This DeSantis is a fresh face, has all the same ideas and better, and he seems to be better at it uh and and so that's that's going to work very strongly in his favor well they don't get to accuse anyone of being mean to one of their guys no, no, they're they, the donald no. trump people with his bullying and his it's name calling of, and his yeah. relentless vendettas it's the party of cruelty they, yeah. the whole party the party's policies what few they have are all about cruelty and yeah. so is donald trump so i don't mind emphasizing the fact that after they played that clip of josh hawley running through the halls of congress this, right. That there was laughter in the hearing room. And that's the actual laughter right there. The, People he, reacting. Knew this oh, fall boy. from Hanna-Barbera, the Josh Holly show. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yep. Laughing. Laughing, laughing, laughing. Ha ha, you suckers. Ha ha. Yeah. Oh, ye yeah. suckers. Ye suckers. Yeah, by the way, speaking of Gordon Liddy, uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, listener Jim Nesbitt for sending me that uh, screen grab from Trading Places, the Eddie yes. Murphy, Dan Aykroyd movie, where there's that picture of Beaks sitting on the train. And what's the book that he's reading? Will. Will. <laughs> by Gordon, Gordon Liddy. Liddy. Yes, I sent that to Robbie Pickering, and, and his response back was, <laughs> yes, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I have a copy of Will, I believe, next to your book here on the bookshelf. Oh, yeah. You know what? This, I don't... In the, in the sections of authors I've known. <laughs> I don't have a copy of Will. I need to get my uh, hands well, on a copy one of day, Will. One day you shall. Okay. Maybe I'll buy a copy for uh, uh, no, Kimber don't. Kimberly because she's in love with Gordon Liddy, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's not Not idea. really, but yeah. No, I know what you... But I, she, fascinated. She's fascinated. Fascinated with the character, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Obviously, yeah, she understands it. that he's a, a Nazi and a terrible and guy, dead, yeah, violent you know, and know. all the rest of it. Dead. And, yeah, dead. <laughs> and the fact that he, as part of uh, Operation Gemstone, he wanted to <laughs> kidnap Democratic leadership and rendition them to Mexico for the duration <laughs> of the fucking election in 1972. Yeah. Well... <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm afraid we've buried the lead on this uh, one six committee hearings uh, segment Probably. because but yeah, it was a fun trip anyway. Right. The highlight of the evening was, of course, Donald Trump's insurrection outtakes and bloopers. Yes. Where we saw the real Donald Trump, a, a side of Donald Trump that I don't think we've seen before, which is true pounding his baby hands on the podium, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so he was trying to read this uh, set of remarks on the day after the insurrection from, I believe it was inside the Oval Office, and editing himself. He couldn't say the word yesterday for some reason. That was a challenge it, for Ivanka. him. Ivanka apparently had a heavy hand in writing this speech for yeah. him, uh, yeah. but uh, when it came time to roll the video, he found parts he didn't like. Right, and there are several key sentences here, but I think the most important sentence that he utters is, I don't want to say the election is over. Right. Which points directly to the entire plot 
It points directly to the certainly the point of Thursday night's hearings, which are yeah. Donald Trump just wanted them to keep going, wanted them to wanted the lie to perpetuate the big lie and to right, maintain, right. Yeah, maintain. And momentum. there's something nearly or perhaps equally important a little further down, which I presume we'll get to. Yes, yes. So here we go. Okay. This is uh, the outtakes from uh, Donald Trump's remarks on January seventh. Ready, sir. No. But he doesn't I would get like the to cue. I'll begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. You do not represent our movement. You do not represent our country. And if you broke the law, you can't say that. I'm not going to. I already said you will pay. I, yeah, I want to stop right there because uh-huh. the whole thing about he didn't want to say they broke the law. No. And the reason why I think was perfectly encapsulated in that conversation between those two White House aides, Tim Murtaugh and Matthew Wolking. And this is another sort of mind blowing piece of evidence that they presented a, a Thursday night. And Tim Murtaugh, who was a close top aide to Donald Trump. So uh-huh. he's inside not only the White House, but inside Trump's freakish, nightmarish brain. And he said this while they were talking about why Donald Trump hasn't mentioned the D.C. police officer who was killed on the scene. And then there were a couple of others who committed suicide as a consequence of January 6th. But he said, you know what that is, of course, if he acknowledged the dead cop, He'd be implicitly faulting the mob, and he won't do that because they're his people. His people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he will never criticize his people. And he would also be close to acknowledging that what he lit at the rally got out of control. No way he acknowledges something that could ultimately be called his fault. So he was very aware of maintaining his uh, lack of liability, trying Mm -hmm. to distance himself legally from the entire event. And that's why I think he said here uh, about how he can't say they broke the law. So let's uh, go back. Right. Can't say that. I'm not gonna, you, I already said you will pay. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. Uh-huh, sure. Sure, he can't see it very well. That's the problem. That's what he told the teacher in school. I love that he's bullshitting his own people in a closed door. Oh, his own family. Ivanka standing standing right there, just out of frame. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't see it. Uh And they're all going, yeah, old man, sure, whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say... Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? Yes, because he's got money to be made with Save America PAC. Right. That's why he won't say that Mm -hmm. on top of trying to distance himself from liability in the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what? He's a dingus and he's (laughs) incompetent. He was way out of his depth in the presidency. But at least Donald Trump knows how to wiggle out of legal liabilities. That's one of of his snake oil salesman. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of his things. He's been doing it for 50 years in New York City, and he continued it obviously into his presidency. But Congress is certain. That's a bonk. Now Congress. Yeah, right. Now Congress. I didn't say over. So let let me see. Don't go to the paragraph before. That's that was him pounding his fist on the podium, right? Like a right. baby. Okay. His tiny fist. 
I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. Yesterday is a hard word for me. Ah, good. Take the word yesterday, because it doesn't work with the heinous attack on our country. Say on our country. Want to say that? No. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. The vote. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. Yeah, that was him pounding his fist right. on the frustration that his yeah. own screw up. Yeah, yeah, he, because he couldn't say the vote. Right, <laughs> he had no idea how to emphasize those words. It's a very or, hard set of words. Yeah, I know. I always stumble on those words. <laughs> You'd think a professional politician would at least be able to say the words the vote. I mean, even you know, a, that's a, even con, you know on the street con men are better than that. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man, that's one of the things that I've been looking forward to most in all of this nightmare since it began in 2015. Some his, candid outtakes of Donald Trump fucking up left and right. His humiliation and minimalization. Those are the yeah. things you've been looking forward to. Oh, we yeah. all have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason we are looking forward or we have been looking forward to that is because he is such a bully. Let's be clear about this. And it yes. goes similarly for Josh Hawley as well. If you make your career yes. on uh, criticizing... Calling women a uh, thumb. Calling women a thumb. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the right. things. Uh, by coming up with raunchy nicknames and, and relentlessly making personal attacks against people, whether it's right. Mika Brzezinski bleeding from the face or uh, Megyn Kelly bleeding from the wherever. Or, you know, the whole pantheon of Donald Trump awful remarks, right? If you make your career based on that, you better fucking be flawless. Be because, ready. Yeah, because as soon as you fuck up, we're all going to point and laugh at you. And you know what? Yeah. You deserve every fucking ha-ha. And as I said, the same goes for Josh Hawley, same goes for Matt Gates. same goes for Steve Bannon. All of them. They don't get to sit there and go, oh my God, look at these Democrats and those couple of rhino Republicans just mm, being so indecent that the decorum, the lack of decorum by the Democrats. Are you fucking kidding me? Trump supporters talking about the Democrats having a lack of decorum. Mark Levin on his ridiculous Fox News show, Life, Liberty, and Levin. He sits there and whines for an hour about how awful, how, how the Democrats have violated even the writings of Montesquieu, looking for some kind of sympathy. But you know what? One of the reasons why these people have all banded together is because they have this victimhood complex in which they feel as though the establishment, the Democrats, liberals, progressives, the media, etc., have all been ganging up on them. Why do they yes. gang up on us all the time? Why are victims, we always yeah. the ones who are wrong? Why is it always our policies that are completely ineffectual? Absolutely. And so that's the mindset going into Something like the Josh Hawley thing, or all of us laughing at Donald Trump fucking up his remarks about January 6th. And by the way, the, the fuck-ups, ultimately, I don't give a shit about the fuck-ups as fun as they are. I just want the fucking evidence 
whatever evidence will get Donald Trump one step closer to a maximum security retirement home. Right. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what yeah, I think we're all waiting for. You know, and here's what I would hope people would understand about some of the attacks that we make on, mm -hmm. on Republicans. Uh, let's say, uh, let's take uh, Donald Trump's fat ass, for example. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, body shaming, body shaming is wrong. We all agree body shaming is wrong, but sure. we don't, we don't say that about Trump because we're body shaming. No. We say it because it's Trump. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Donald Trump has asked for it. Right. The only way to defeat a bully, uh, you got a couple of options. You can either ignore the bully and continue to get pummeled by the bully. Yep. Yep, or you can, you can delight in every time the bully trips over a banana peel. That's what's yeah yes. yeah that's that's how the bullies get payback because eventually right. you know what they will slip on a banana peel that will yeah. happen and so whenever Donald Trump slips on a banana peel whether it's you know walking like an old lady down a ramp or if it's Donald Trump short circuiting on a word if it's Donald Trump with toilet paper stuck to his shoe as he's walking up the stairs of Air Force One yes right. of course he's a relentless bully we're all gonna go. <laughs> You here's deserve what, that, you asshole. Here's what? what everybody has to keep reminding themselves. When someone acts especially tough, it's because they're trying to protect the, the soft, gooey insides. Yeah. Uh, they, they, it's, because it's, a, it's an act. It's a front. Uh, and we tend to be intimidated by people who talk tough, who, who, who carry themselves tough. Mm -hmm. uh, don't be, because that's masking something. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was it, what is it? It's been a long time. Was it Catcher in the Rye that started, uh, almost every chapter started with, or at least one started with, uh, everyone in my office is afraid of everyone else in my office. I think that's how the book starts. <laughs> yeah. and, and you have to understand that about people. Uh, well, the way they behave on the outside does not reflect who they are or what they are on the inside. And so yeah. uh, don't be intimidated. Intimidated by these people. Look at it as Bob does and, and see the, the the soft, gooey interior. That's right. And so what comes around goes around. You live by bullying, you're going to die by the bullying. And that's yeah. the Donald you, Trump thing. You, you, you have to stand up to them. You have to meet their act. You know, when they present you with the tough act, you have to tough act back. Yeah. Or they won't, uh, you know, you, you'll have no dialogue. There'll be no respect. I mean, they've, they've admitted that's their whole thing, right? I mean, I'm not making right. shit up. They've been talking about owning the libs for years now, and that's the central thrust of the entire Republican movement, the entire, and you know, quote, unquote, it's not Yeah, it's not conservative anymore. It's this Trump movement. It's all about, yeah, we're going to say whatever we need to say to really make those liberals go bananas. And that's, yeah, mas yeah. masculinity, Trump as a Brambo, uh, you know, it's all a facade. Well, more on this uh, topic here uh, in a second. Uh, obviously, we've got this new set of uh, Trump notes on the uh, prepared remarks. I think these are yeah. the same remarks from the January 7 address, right? Right. These are other things he didn't want to say, and we have uh, printed evidence of it now. Yes, yes. And uh, Ivanka Trump mentioning, oh, yeah, that's totally her dad's handwriting. <laughs> right, right. All right, uh, we'll get to that in just one second. But if you're pissed off at cable news and the other uh, very serious political analysts these days, uh, here's a great way to support independent media, non-corporate media. How? And what I mean by that is this here podcast. For just $5 uh, per month, one, two, three, four, five dollars per month, you can support our uh, Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But I got to tell you, it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get no. bonus content, rewards 
for your monthly support, right? We're talking about exclusive access to our Shadow Docket show, in particular, recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. Bonus material, 20 minutes of additional show. It's Act Uh 3 of our Tuesday and Thursday podcast. You're also going to get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content. Plus, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All that for just five bucks per month, just pennies per show. So don't miss out. Uh-uh. Sometimes, you know what? We get important topics that we don't get to during the free portion of the show. We yeah. shove them into the shadow docket. So if you want to get the full scope of what we're thinking about what's happening in the world right now, got to get the shadow docket too. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Nice long play here on our yeah. Tuesday show. Yeah, this is a Carl Lundeberg and Fascination Curve. It is a super group of some of the best uh, session musicians. Some names you heard of before: uh, Greg Bissonette on drums. Yeah, Greg is a master. He's uh, been all around the block as far as uh, playing drums with some of the greatest recording artists, as well as the rest of the band here, who have performed with. Elton John, John Cage, Rolling Stones, Rick Wakeman, Ringo Starr, Phil Collins, Madonna, Ambrosia, Steve Vai, Steve Gadd, Keith Emerson, Michael Jackson, that guy. Yeah, so this is an amazing project. Also, as timely as today's headlines, the song is called Land of the Free, Home of the Slave. This album drops on August 4. And the album is called Corona Time in America, and that's America with a K in there. Link in the description to support Carl Lundberg and Fascination Curve. Yeah. Now, is it is it Bissonette or Bissonnet? 
I say Bissonette. <laughs> We're going. I'm going to go with Bissonette. You can say said, Bissonette. Yeah. Said WC Fields reference. <laughs> uh, here's what I need. Here's what I'm going to need. I'm okay. going to need a pair of headphones. Yeah. Uh, that that album. A pair of headphones. A beanbag chair. <laughs> and something herbal. Click the link under this episode. Go to bobseska.com. Find this episode of the show. It's very easy. There's a date on it, 7-26-22. I don't know what the name of the show is going to be, but you go to bobseska.com. Click on today's show. Scroll on down under the description, and you'll find a link to support uh, Fascination Curve as well as all of our indie bands here in the show. Wow. So thank you Impressive. for doing that. Yeah, bobseska.com slash music to submit. All right. Yes. Trump's notes on this uh, script, his mm-hmm. remarks on national healing. He's, <laughs> so he, str- he, wrote in, he wrote in a couple of words. He struck out a lot of lines. Yes, yes. Yeah. And one of the big lines that he struck out was, I am directing the Department of Justice to ensure all lawbreakers are prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. We must send a clear message not with mercy, but with justice. Legal consequences must be swift and firm. And he crossed out the whole thing. All of it. Didn't want to yeah. do any of that. Had no intention of doing any of yeah, that. Yeah, and why would he? These are his fanboys. He's not right. going to prosecute his fanboys or say he's going to prosecute his fanboys because then they won't support him anymore and then he'll start to cry. Sad. Again, electorally. They need the crazies because they have pigeonholed themselves so much that they rely on those crazies. And that's one of the reasons why the Republicans have become a minority party. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean that in terms of demographics, not in terms of race or anything like that. I mean, of course. I mean, they're there's no way they can be a majority. Yes. And and the way they compensate for that is to pass all of these big lie laws, voter suppression, and the rest of it, because they can't win without it. They can't win without the racists. They can't win without the voter suppression. I I know. And side note, I just have to say again how frustrated uh, so many of us are living under minority rule. Uh, The abortion laws in this country have been set now by a minority. How did that happen? How did we let that get away from us? So many things in this country are now being ruled by minority. Mm -hmm. Uh, What our kids read in school, et cetera. The list goes on. And they're not even the ones in power. What's going on here? Yeah, I, uh, you know what? I've been kind of soul searching along these lines with this very topic. And I'm thinking, did we do something wrong? And and some, you know, obviously (laughs) most of it is, yeah, they've been able to weasel their way into control over the course of five decades or something like that through, uh, you know, starting starting at the state and local level and building their movement from there. Yeah, we've we've gone over this and over this, but at the same time, I wonder, is it something those of us have not done? Have we fumbled on the persuasive argument to maintain? Uh, Clearly, I mean that goes back to messaging for one thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think absolutely. So it's not just it's not just the Democratic Party. I'm speaking in terms of those of us who are participants in the debate. Have we fumbled Uh, the ball, causing? this horrendous movement to rise up as we're kind of snoozing, as we're kind of navel-gazing. 
You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, I think we, I think we were coasting on sometimes maybe the wrong accomplishments and realizing that yeah. we uh, not paid attention. Now we're realizing now that there were things we let get away from us that we weren't paying attention to that they were. Why? How, how did that happen? Well, they were devious, and I guess we weren't expecting that, uh, or we try to think the best of people. Yeah. Uh, but but through deviousness, uh, they have uh, acquired power and control of thirty of our fifty states. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have control of the Supreme Court, which seems ready to overrule all other branches of government. Uh, we're under minority rule, and it yeah. sucks. I mean, I hate it as much as anybody, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's disgusting to me. And there's only one way to win that back, and I, I know some of you don't want to hear this, but it's vote harder. Yeah. Make sure you take people with you. This, is, this isn't the most important election of your life. This is for all the marbles. This yeah. is for all the marbles. Yeah, and look, I consider myself just as guilty as anyone. I'm not trying to set myself apart from... Uh, Anyone else, as far as the liberal movement goes in this country, you know, I've spent a lot of time focused almost exclusively on what happens in Washington, D.C., with the presidency to a secondary extent, Congress, and overlooked a lot of state and local developments Mm -hmm. when maybe I should have paid a little bit more attention to that level of things. As a a journalist, I was always, when I did, uh, when I was doing news on radio stations, uh, even though, and and even in the cases where uh, the radio station was sent. Indicated, but even in cases where it wasn't, um, I just was always far more interested in national news, and and you know I, I just didn't think much of I. Now I did my part. I mean, I kept a guy from being elected governor of Kansas once, and and <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty good accomplishment because I think it truly helped the state. Yeah, uh, that was headed down a wrong, the wrong path uh, simply by exposing who the guy was. So that you know, but that's about as local as I got. I mean, I covered city commission meetings in the early days, but mm-hmm. as I went along being an anchor, I, I found myself paying less and less attention to local news. And, and one of the reasons is I hate local newscasts yeah, yeah. generally <laughs> uh they, they generally suck and the lead story is a fire you know <laughs> and then i don't know what after that it's just you know and that's maybe another reason why some people have tuned out but i just never was as interested in local and we need to be we need yeah. to be i in fact let me brag about something because sure. there's a primary uh, first of all there's a, a primary coming up in kansas a week from today we'll be yes. talking about in a minute but there's a primary coming up in florida on the 23rd tuesday the 23rd of this month and uh, of, of August, rather. And uh, that's going to cover, like, uh, judge positions, county judges, circuit judges, uh, state representatives. And you know what? I'm doing my research. I've got everybody filled in now except for candidate for attorney general and one state representative. And if I get some more research on those two, I already know how I'm going to vote all the way down the ballot this time. I know I'm voting for people, even in cases where it doesn't say if they're a Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm voting for... Uh, the, the one who I think is most qualified based on what I've read about them. And I find these little blurbs in the local newspaper and elsewhere. Uh, it's pretty easy to do that. And you just sit down with your sample ballot, make a photocopy or whatever, and uh, start coloring it in based on the recommendations you see. I'm very proud of uh, my down ballot voting, and not only in this election, but the last time I voted on such offices. Yeah, one of the things to look at locally is, and this is at uh, probably your county level uh, elected officials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some look and f- find out which Democrats are pushing for rent controls. 
This is crucial issue yes, that I think is yes. getting overlooked in the broader debate in this country. Uh, you know, obviously people are talking about housing prices and so on, but right. the idea of rent control, I think, is going to be making a comeback. We have a, hope so. a, a few uh, county-level politicians here in Montgomery County, Maryland, who have done a great job in terms of keeping rents low, or at least trying to piggyback off of COVID to place caps on how much uh, landlords can raise rents. Uh, meantime, going back to Kansas, your home state, uh, August yeah. 2nd, uh, Kansans are going to uh, decide whether the state's constitution protects the right to abortion. That's the first such constitutional amendment to be determined since the uh, uh, Dobbs decision uh, from June 24. Right now, Kansas is the front line in this battle between abortion rights and, and banning abortion. Mm. Uh, and uh, so both sides are very hard at work there. You'll be pleased on one one level at least to know that the uh, uh, pro-abortion forces uh, are are working very hard and uh, they're very, very present and uh, we hope that they succeed and maybe they will. Here are some things you should know though also. Uh, one, uh, the ballot question is confusing. Uh, you are to vote no if your answer is yes and you are to vote yes if your answer is no. It's worded badly, perhaps intentionally, I don't know. Uh, but at any rate, the, the ballot question about abortion in Kansas that will decide whether to amend the state's constitution uh, to allow or outlaw abortion uh, has been put into a very confusing question on this ballot in a primary election uh, that's coming up uh, about a month from now. And the other thing you should know about Kansas is of all the red states in the union, uh, other red states are are more adamant about one issue or another. There is no red state more anti-abortion than Kansas, uh, including uh, metropolitanish areas such as Wichita, where I grew up and started my journalism career. Uh, I attended a church at that time uh, where, uh, because the pastor was pro-abortion rights, uh, there were picketers outside the church every Sunday morning carrying signs of allegedly bloody fetuses and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it, you know that a, a, an abortion doctor as it was killed in Wichita. Uh, it, there's a very, very, very strong anti-abortion uh, sentiment throughout Kansas, uh, more than any other red state. Uh, so I wish him luck, and uh, how this goes could affect how other states go. So it is one to pay attention to. It is the front line of this battle. Yeah, and I'm reading here that uh, Republicans put this ballot measure on the ballot. Yes, see, and that's what Democrats need to be. So you have the right idea. We just need to get Democrats to do yeah. what, once again, Republicans are always already doing ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, and they're kind of doubling down on this because there is already a constitutional amendment in Kansas banning abortion. For what it's worth, it's not a trifecta. Uh, there is a Democratic governor and a Republican uh, state House and a Republican state Senate. Oh, uh, but okay. but uh, because this is a ballot initiative, it's not something the governor can override. A ballot initiative trumps all. How does a Democrat get elected governor in Kansas? How does that happen? Because the other guy is an idiot. I mean, and and gets exposed <laughs> to such and and because he had his chance and hurt education and hurt elections there. Yeah. Uh, so it, and sometimes it, you know she's not the first. Democrats do get elected governor in Kansas somehow, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know that we'll ever uh, pry the legislature from their cold wheaty hands. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so that, but that's just you just know where Kansas is, know what this how this question is worded, know how important this is because it's the first in a series of such. 
rights. Kansas is leading the way in this anti-abortion law movement. Interesting. Okay. Well, meantime, uh, is a big story of the day here today coming from CNN, uh-huh. which I'm really dubious about this story. It has to do with John Roberts and his attempt to persuade, I think, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett into uh, switching sides on the Dobbs decision and how the leaking of the Dobbs decision uh, ended up flummoxing that effort. But this is a strange story because it kind of paints John Roberts as the voice of reason who wanted to maintain (laughs) Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And maintaining Roe v. Wade is an interesting position for him to take throughout the deliberations here, given the fact that he ended up voting against it, that he ended up voting uh, with the majority on the Dobbs decision. (laughs) So, you know, this feels like a PR move. This feels like an after the fact thing where his staff is like okay let's let it leak that you were trying to do this as a way to blunt the criticism that he's received uh-huh. for voting with the majority it on very the, well it very well it yeah. very well could be that i mean the story is that uh before uh, the memo was leaked about what the supreme court decision would be that roberts was supposedly working behind the scenes with each of the justices trying to get enough votes to save the right to abortion despite his previous record this is the story we're being told and we're being told that his efforts were thwarted then by the early release of that memo uh, outlining and at that point he felt well what's the point and 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 gave up uh, uh, nevertheless as you pointed out he voted to, to essentially ban abortion to kill Roe v. Wade oh yeah yeah which negates this whole thing I mean I don't know uh, why you would to, yeah. spend all that energy behind the scenes trying to get people to uphold Roe v. Wade trying to get the other justices to uphold Roe v. Wade he's not going to change any of their minds yeah well obviously and then at the same time he ended up voting with them anyway it just it's baffling yeah, to me yeah, and it just right. it's very clear it's hard to buy that yeah this is him shaving the sharp corners off of his uh, reputation well, good, at this point good luck yeah, good luck. yeah. yeah. oh don't I you mean, know i was the voice of reason i tried to uphold roe don't hate me i'm one of the good guys but you voted to overturn it you asshole you know there was a time in our recent history where as foul as people may have felt about the congress and about the president mm-hmm. they they held the supreme court in higher regard yeah. but uh, the, the we and we always uh, respected the secret service uh, until Louis DeJoy arrived, we were pretty happy with the post office. Yeah. To see these, to see these institutions fall all at the hands of Donald Trump is very sad. And oh, yeah. all you can do right now is hope that we can fix it by overwhelming the vote. Well, in a second, we've got some good news on the legal front because oh, good. this is crucial. And I'm in this uh, frame of mind right now where I really want to underscore the fact that. Uh, While they were initially slow on the uptake, the Department of Justice has sped up its process, and there are a lot of people getting caught up in that uh, undertow at this point, including Steve Bannon, including Mike Pence's chief of staff. Uh, This isn't necessarily uh, DOJ, but Brian Kemp uh, down in Georgia. So we're going to talk about all of that and more here uh, before we wrap up the show right after these words. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. 
The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Stone. The name of the recording artist, that's H-O-U-R, and then the traditional spelling of Stone, or Stone. Uh, counting down to two, but there was you remix. That's this song right here, OurStoneMusic.com, link in the description, of course, and BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show if you are a music person, you're a recording is, uh, artist, you have a band, something like that. Yeah, yeah. This is Ethereal Music Tuesday, apparently. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> We rolled this one out on uh, Friday's after party. So Very nice. Uh, yeah, you know what? You get some of this shit early if you sign up for the after party at $10 a month. You say, oh, $10 a month. Oh, that's so much money. But you know what you get for $10 a month? You get two Shadow Docket shows every week. The Tuesday Shadow Docket, Thursday Shadow Docket. Plus, you get the Friday after party, and that's an exclusive show just for our Patreon subscribers. Me and Kimberly Johnson talking about everything from politics to pop culture and uh, sec, we we talk about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's the. <laughs> there's kind of there's the not even yeah. There's not even an inflation surcharge. It's just no. ten bucks. Flat. Exactly. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And so 100%. that's our our big uh, Friday weekend show. And uh, yeah, BobSeska.com/slash/music to sign up. Okay. A little a little showbiz news here. Yeah. A little kind of a sad note. A uh, Tony Dow who played Wally Cleaver on Leave oh. it to Beaver, has died at age seventy. So. Oh, so sad. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it, that's yeah. so weird because I. I think I invoked the name Wally Cleaver on Thursday's really? show. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Stop it. I'm a little bit psychic. I don't mind saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That happens a lot, where I'll say something to Kimberly or whoever's in the room, and then suddenly, like a second later, someone on TV will say the exact same thing I just said. It's very strange. I'm like, uh, like know, Radar Riley or something like that. Jerry Seinfeld has had some, I mean, had some weird... 
things happened to him in that regard. Uh, really? Shortly after he rode with uh, Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis died. Not too surprising, Jerry Lewis was old. <laughs> yeah. He did an episode with Gary Shandling, and he titled the episode, Gary Shandling is Not Dead. And, <laughs> and like within a week after releasing that show, Gary Shandling died. Oh, my God. Uh, and there's been at least one other case of this. But it's, uh, yeah, so uh, those kinds of things seem to happen. Maybe the less said, the better. I don't know. Isn't there like a superstition that if a cat lays down on your chest as you're in bed, <laughs> that means you're about to die? Like uh, that means you're dying no. or something I mean, like that? Yeah. Well, they used to think that the cats would suck the breath out of you <laughs> as if that were a thing. Uh, but uh, no, no, okay. no to all of that. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Jerry Seinfeld had that cat magic, <laughs> the evil cat magic. Uh, I'm not saying cats are evil. I love cats. And I we used to have a cat. Miranda used to lay on my chest every night when we go to bed. Yeah. So, yeah. And see, you're still alive. I'm still here. Yeah. Um, Steve Bannon, guilty. This council has no hesitation in proclaiming you no. all guilty. 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 Count number guilty. two. Uh, that's guilty. Several guilties in there, but he was found guilty on two counts uh, of uh, contempt of Congress. You know, the whole, you know the story. And I guess what sentencing happens in October. Yeah, which makes his behavior surprising a little bit. Uh, yesterday on his show, Steve Bannon uh, said that uh, he was going something about. Uh, snuffing the life out of this administration or words to that oh, effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he, and they added to that uh, Justice Department, suck it. Uh, so that's what you want to say just before you are sentenced to prison. I still believe he's a flight risk. I, I can't believe they released him on his own recognizance or whatever it is. Because it seems to me as if he's the kind of guy who gets on like a multi-billionaire's Japanese yacht and boat. then yeah, uh -huh. sails to a non-extradition nation or something like right. that. I'm no legal expert necessarily, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, don't, yeah, don't do what he's doing. At least yeah, don't yeah. taunt the Justice Department when they're about to sentence you. Oh, and shocking! The DOJ is hauling Mike Pence's chief of staff in to testify to the grand jury. How about that? I thought the DOJ I, wasn't doing anything. Why? They already they already have. They talked to him last week, and they talked to Mike Pence's lawyer. We're finding about this after the fact because uh, Merrick Garland got frustrated over the weekend and finally told us a little something. Yeah, he's kind of said it before, but he said it unequivocally this time it's saturday mm -hmm. or sunday he was surrounded by folks and and they were talking informally reporters were present and uh he was asked and he said uh no we no one is above the law yeah and 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 a reporter said does that include a former president and he said uh, let me say it again no one is above the law especially if they've interfered with an election. I can't say it any more clearly, Mary Garland said. No one is above the law. And then and then to, to have that followed by the revelation that uh, the J6 committee talked to Pence's uh, chief of staff and his attorney yeah. uh, last week behind closed doors under oath, and uh, we'll likely be seeing some of that testimony in upcoming hearings as well. Yeah, watch for the name Mark Short in the business. Yes. I, I love Mark Short's work in uh, Only Murders in the Building. He's so funny in that show. Am I oh, thinking of the wrong Martin, short? Martin oh, Martin Short. short. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. But they do. They both have the same wacky shtick. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this is fascinating. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Mark Short has to say to the grand jury. And right. remember, this. I think this is the and same grand jury that subpoenaed uh, Peter Navarro's text messages and shit like that with Donald Trump. Right, and but wait, there's more, more breaking news. The J6 committee just said a few moments ago that it is also in talks with Mike Pompeo. 
Yeah. How about so we'll that see shit? Where that goes. Wait, I thought him, mm, him under oath. Yeah. I don't believe you, Buzz. I thought the DOJ was snoozing. Doing, I thought they were nothing. ignoring yeah. all of this, but I guess they're not. What we found not. out in the last few days is that they are much farther along than we, anybody thought they were. Yeah, they are. Uh, j- just by these grand jury uh, interviews and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They're already at the top. Do you realize, I mean, this is somebody in the White House. This is the yeah. vice president's chief of staff in the White House uh, when all this went down. Uh, he's the highest ranking member of the Trump administration to testify at this point. This is huge. Do not underestimate what's being accomplished by the Justice Department. And uh, while we're on this, I just didn't want to let this get away. I read a fascinating article this morning about uh, the the individual ways in which the work of the J6 committee has been helping Fonnie Willis in Georgia, who is the most likely to successfully prosecute, more likely even than the federal government to prosecute. Mm-hmm. Fonnie Willis down in Georgia, she's got the uh, jurisdictional advantage. Uh, and uh, thank Thanks to the J6 committee, she has a lot of new information. Yes, and she uh, has successfully subpoenaed Brian Kemp, who is going to be testifying in Fonnie right. Willis's investigation down there, too. Yeah. Governor Brian Kemp. And this all has to do with Donald Trump's attempt to steal the election in Georgia. So it's all happening. It's like that uh, Ron Paul gif from 10 years ago where <laughs> he's waving his hands and he goes, it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> That's what this is, and it really is. Yeah. And, and this grand jury, to be clear about what's going on with this uh, DOJ grand jury in Washington, D.C., Peter Navarro got that subpoena from this grand jury in February. So they are further along. I think you're right on this. I think DOJ Mm -hmm. is further along with this investigation, this grand jury investigation. Yeah, We're trying to tell people all along, just because you don't see what the DOJ is doing doesn't mean they're not doing anything. It is a relief, and I begged for this myself. Give us a sign. Give us some indication that you're Mm -hmm. on this. Well, uh, they have now uh, very clearly, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Bob and I were talking before the show about what cheers us up, and (laughs) and because we, we were both pretty down last week because of the state of the world and you know the state of the world hasn't gotten much better except for these rays of hope that justice will happen that the word will get out and that somehow we'll be able to turn this car around and you know me i recommend all the shows in the stephanie miller extended cinematic universe Uh, but if you're looking for a great video based podcast you have to go and watch Hal Sparks's show, Mega World. He's Worldwide. very funny. He's very funny. He's very handsome. Yeah. And he's very, very smart. And there's no better way to digest all of the madness coming out of the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, including Donald Trump's rallies and so on, than to watch Hal do it. Hal is uh, immensely entertaining and. He's got this degree of optimism that is infectious. Mm-hmm. I found myself watching uh, Hal Sparks going through Donald Trump's remarks from the yeah. TPUSA uh, rally the other day. Uh-huh. Right. And it was so great and so insightful and so funny that today I feel like I'm in a much better mood and uh-huh. I feel like my outlook is much more positive as a result uh-huh. of watching Hal's show last night. Whatever so. whatever works. But it, to yeah. see the progress of the DOJ and to see the progress of the J6 committee and to see the progress of Fonnie Willis is very, very encouraging that justice is coming. Yeah. And just knowing that there'll be more hearings before the election. Uh, I do think, as you mentioned earlier in the show, there are three pieces of legislation that may help uh, Joe Biden uh, and help the Democrats and thereby, mm-hmm. thereby help the Democrats because polls 
polls are showing one of the big disappointments that voters have in Democrats right now is, sadly, Joe Biden. Right or wrong, and we think they're wrong, but that's what they think, and so we have to deal with the reality of things. Yes, yes. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Joe Biden, I want to mention something about Nate Silver here before we wrap up the show. All right. Nate, Nate Silver wrote a piece about how uh, Joe Biden's low approval numbers may not be necessarily damaging the Democrats in the midterms. Okay, well, I hope that's true. Yeah, he wrote, on one hand, President Biden is historically unpopular. And of course, I I fucking hate this story because this, to me, it speaks to the moronic nature of so many American voters. But as of July 25 at 5 p.m. Eastern, he had an average approval rating of 38% and an average disapproval of 57%. Joe Mm. Biden is less popular right now than Donald Trump was on January 7th. And that is, it's fucked up is what it is. That is fucking madness. People are out to lunch about this shit. That's a net approval rating of minus 19 percentage points. You have to go back to Harry Truman to find a president with a net approval rating that bad at this point in his term. On the other hand, generic congressional ballot polls are pretty close. As of Mm -hmm. the same time and date, Republicans had an average lead of just one point. And as we all know from margin of error, that's well within the margin of error. I mean, it could be that the Democrats have a two-point advantage. Who knows? But that's the disparity here. So I don't necessarily believe that Biden is dragging down the Democrats to an excruciating point. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, they may be losing a point here, a point there, but you really, you have to base all of these things on what's happening in district by district polling, where uh, sometimes these national polls don't necessarily reflect what the outcome of the midterm will be, because you're talking about 435 House districts. You're talking about state elections, local elections, and Senate elections, uh, where you have to compartmentalize the poll well, numbers in a smaller way. I, I, I want you to be right. I, I guess I'll reflect uh, your, your words back to you. Don't get happy. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I... I know that it takes the public a while to catch up with things. Gas prices have fallen 40-some days in a row now. Mm. Uh, You know, we've made significant progress there. Uh, There are indications that other factors of inflation uh, are, are, we're going to see inflation stop and, and go back down again between now and the election. There's hope for that. Uh, But there's a public perception uh, among everybody, I think. I, when I say everybody, I mean Democrats and Republicans. There's a public reception, a, a conception, concept that 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 uh, Biden just isn't getting it done when it mm. comes to the economy. And you know, it's it's hard. I heard a a, a white man uh, from a redneck county uh, talking with a friend yesterday, and I uh, said, Ah, we got to get those people out of Washington. He goes, uh, <laughs> You know, this wouldn't be happening oh, if, if 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 Trump were in there. And they give you an example of and. Of course, he gave no substantiation for that. To give you an example of his thinking on this, he goes, yeah, look at interest rates going up and up and up and up. And the lady he was speaking with said, well, I, I sort of disagree with you there. Uh, interest rates going up will force the housing prices down. Houses have become unaffordable. The prices have gone crazy. Yeah. And these interest rates will force that and other inflation factors like cars and other things back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this will actually be a good thing. Well, you know. And so it, it just takes a while for the public to find out what's, what's really happening in real time Mm -hmm. uh, because so many are not paying attention and because so many have preconceived ideas and look for uh, affirming uh, uh, bits of information that that, uh, reinforce their their positions. And uh, so it takes longer for the public needle to move 
on these things. But we can hope that those things, along with uh, the revelation that Republicans are crooks through the J6 committee and, and other prosecutions, uh, they, there is I do have hope and optimism for the election. We just have to get everybody off their asses to vote. Yes, indeed. Well, you know what? We've got lots more to talk about here on the show. Yes, so we're going to. Yeah, uh, there are a bunch of things that I wanted to fit into the free show. We just plumb ran out of time. I want to I want to talk about uh, Russians in that December 18th meeting in the White House, or at least uh, agents uh, connected to agents of the Russian government in that December 18th meeting in the White House. <laughs> just amazing, Trump. yeah. And yeah. and and also uh, how robots are trying to kill us all. Yes, robots are trying to kill us all because robots yeah. are strong, and when you when they grab you with those metal claws, you can't break free. And it's only it's only in the shadow docket. And they eat old people's medicine for fuel. So there's that too. <laughs> uh, plus uh, some monkeypox news. Yeah. Um, some hypocrisy on same-sex marriage. Uh, oh, yeah. And you know what? I mentioned earlier we were going to talk about Joe Biden on the verge of several legislative wins. Guess yes. what? If you want to hear that story, you're going to have to yeah. subscribe to the Shadow Dog at $5 yeah, a month on our time. Patreon page, bobsuskashow.com. Remember that. Memorize it. Write it down if you need to. Bookmark it, too. You can do that. If that's still a thing. Do people still bookmark shit? I, I think I do, do sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I just have a gazillion tabs opened up. Yeah. Or you, you drag it out on the desktop. Yeah, know. yeah. Plus, uh, maybe J.D. Vance. Uh, oh, Joe Manchin. A little bit of Joe Manchin news. Yeah. Um, and uh, a whole lot more. Again, that's uh, our Patreon page. Mm -hmm. That is bobseskashow.com. You can go to bobseska.com, which is different. And you'll find links to the Patreon page. All over the goddamn place, as always. Click one of those links. There's one, in fact, right below the logo at bobsuska.com. Takes you to our Patreon page where you can sign up. Uh, lots of different options. $1 a month, maybe $5 a month, $10 a month. You can sign up at $15 a month. And you know what you get for $15 a month? Wow. Everything. You get everything, everything we have to offer. You get the Shadow Docket shows Tuesday and Thursday. You get the After Party show on Fridays. You get, uh, what else do you get? Oh, yeah. It's you know all what? there. You, we take all the commercials out of the free shows. That's the free show on Tuesday, free show on Wednesday, the interview show, and the free show on Thursday. No commercials if you sign up at $15 a month. Plus, of course, as always, you get the app, the Patreon app, where you can listen to the show. You get notifications for when the shows come out. That's important, too. BobSuskaShow.com. Bookmark it. If people still do that. Okay. We'll see you over there on the Patreon page. Shadow Docket coming up next. Take care, folks. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah, you know what? Donna Halper tomorrow. Oh. Ah, love Donna Halper. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.